Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Hello, everyone. Welcome in and Happy New Year. Justin Kinner with you here, bringing you the first Reach the Horizon podcast of the 2020 year. I hope all of you have had a great holiday break and a happy new year, and we are officially off and rolling. Horizon League play tipped off, and of course, our guest today to talk all things Horizon League basketball will be the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, Chris Collins. Wright State has a huge matchup with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies coming up tomorrow night, Friday night on ESPNU, 7 o'clock, the tip-off there. Two of the top teams in the conference squaring off, and this will be the Raiders' first road matchup of Horizon League play. Oakland right now just looking to get another huge marquee win in Horizon League play with the Raiders coming into town. There's no better opportunity than that for Coach uh, for Coach Greg Campy and his team. All right, before we get into the interview with Chris Collins, just a reminder that being a listener to the Reach the Horizon podcast does have its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championship. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit horizonleague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. Chris Collins, our guest today on Reach the Horizon. Again, his visit being brought to you by Zervita. We talked about a ton of things, including how he first got into the broadcasting business, how the Wright State job came about, all of the great coaches that he has had the pleasure of working with. He even shared his favorite game that he has called. But that game, Wright State got off to a tough start, 10-2. They were down, but Deshaun Wood put on one of the most uh, unbelievable individual performances in that game. He refused to lose, and his team was right along with him, and they came back and won that game by five and they went to the NCAA tournament. That's just a small clip right there. You'll hear the entire uh, story that Chris shares coming up here in just a few seconds. But we delve into a lot of things, including how he got into the broadcasting business, how the right state job came about, all the great coaches and players that he's had a chance to work with, call games for, and work alongside. I mean, I'm telling you, a lot of great stuff in this podcast. We'll even get into tomorrow night's matchup between the Raiders in Oakland and the landscape of the Horizon League. Again, Zervita bringing you this week's guest on Reach the Horizon, the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders. Here's Chris Collins. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. We now move on to our next guest. He's the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, Chris Collins. And Chris Collins' visit with us here on the Reach the Horizon podcast brought to you by Zervita. Chris, welcome in. Happy New Year. Justin, happy new year to you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Now, we're going to get into Wright State in Oakland on ESPNU tomorrow and or tomorrow night, Friday night on ESPNU, as I mentioned. We'll get into all that coming up. But I want this at this time, I always love catching up with media members from around the Horizon League, especially guys like you who have been with uh, these programs for a long time. Take us back to when you first became the voice of Wright State. Did you anticipate being the voice of Wright State this long? Did you Did you happen to pursue this? How did this all come about for you? You know, that's a great question, Justin. Nobody's ever asked me that before, but I'll be honest with you. That first year, I was just hoping to make it back for a second year. And it just ha- happened year after year after year, and uh, I just have to thank the people at Wright State for giving me the opportunity uh, to do something I truly, truly enjoy. Actually, what happened, it's a funny story. It would have been nice. My first year was uh, the first year that Ed Schilling was coach, the 1997 and 1998 season. Uh, they changed coaching staffs, and the year before that, I just happened to fill in uh, for a local guy, Tom Michaels, on uh, Continental Cablevision at the time. Became Time Warner and then, you know, whatever other company owns it now. But anyhow, Spectrum, I believe it is. But anyway, uh, I did a women's game, and uh, my color commentator did not show up. And uh, at the time, the athletic director was Mike Cusack. 
And uh, he came over at halftime and said, is anybody working with you? Now, I'll let you know, I'd never met him before. He sat down, we did the game together, and apparently after that, uh, they decided to uh, move in a different direction with men's basketball the next year. And I got the call and I got the opportunity, and it's something I really appreciate. Wow, that's great. That's I mean, I was like kind of hearing how people kind of got into the business a little bit. Now, with the you know with the amount of time that you spent doing this, you've gotten to work alongside uh, a lot of really cool coaches, former coaches, former players, media members. Uh, you're working with Jim Brown now, but just how, what has that been like? Some of your favorite people to work with along the way up until this point. Well, let's talk about Coach Jim Brown. I mean, he is an institution at Wright State. He has been there since the inception of this program. If there's anybody, he's like a walking encyclopedia mm-hmm. of Wright of Wright State basketball, he's been teaching his class at Wright State for nearly 50 years, all right? The class that he has, the basketball class. I took that class, class actually. I <laughs> I passed yeah. it, but I took the class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he just knows it. He, just, he knows everybody around there, and it's just so fun working with him because one of the things I love about him is his passion, his passion for the game, and he is one of the most honest people I have ever worked with. I mean, you want an honest answer? You get an honest answer from Jim Brown. I mean, there's no, you know, coach speak or anything like that. And that's what I really enjoy about him. And sometimes I, I just become a listener myself, and I just let him go because there's so much there I can soak in. And I wish I could share some stuff with you right now that we talk about on the road when we're not on the air because it's really good. No, absolutely. I mean, anytime we've had him on our show uh, here in Dayton, just the stories that he tells. I mean, he tells the story about how, you know, Big Z's Adrenus Ogauskas could have been a Wright State writer. He starts sharing those stories, you know, thinking back, you know, to the early 2000s. And I thought that was such a fascinating story when he starts telling things like that. Um, but one, one of my favorite memories about Jim Brown was back in 2018, because as you mentioned, he's been around since the beginning. Uh, Wright State, they, they beat Cleveland State in the, in the Horizon League title game, and they punched their ticket back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in over a decade. And I'm just kind of taking it all in myself. I'm looking around, and he's just sitting at the broadcast table where you guys were, just tears coming down his eyes because that moment meant so much to him. And to me, that just, I mean, I've always known how much this program has meant to him, but that day it just solidified it. Like when I think of Wright State, you think of Jim Brown, just with how much it means to him. You know, Justin, I'm glad you brought that up because we were getting to the end of that game. There was so much going on because, you know, they haven't been there since 2007. It's only At the time, it was only the third time they've been to the NCAA tournament by winning the tournament up there in Detroit. And I just happened to say at the end of the game, I looked towards him. I said, Coach, you know, your thoughts. I imagine there's a lot going through your head right now. I brought up Ralph Underhill. I brought up a lot of the Raider greats, you know, and he just he paused for a moment. And he was nearly speechless. And normally you always get something out of yep. it. You can see the tears in his eyes. And that's what I talk about, you know, the passion that he has and the love that he has for Wright State basketball. And all you have to do is go back and talk to all the players who played for him. I mean, anytime we go on the road, we went a couple of years ago, we were up in Cleveland, and Vitaly Potapenko happened to be there. He was the assistant coach for the Cavaliers. And uh, it was the night before we played Cleveland State, and he got his tickets to go watch the Cavaliers play. And we talked to him at the end of the game, and Vitaly's eyes just lit up. I mean, he has so much respect for Coach Brown. He would, do, he would walk through a wall for him. You know, and I just sat back, and I listened and watched their discussion, and I was just in amazement by how much you know, Vitaly, the respect that he had for his, his college coach at Wright State. 
Chris Collins, voice of the Wright State Raiders, with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Chris Collins' visit being brought to you by Zervita. Uh, now, we've talked a lot about uh, these you know, former great coaches, and just because some of these coaches have not uh, you know, punched the ticket to the NCAA tournament for Wright State, there's still been a lot of really good coaches. Paul Bencardi, former Horizon League Coach of the Year. Billy Donlin was always one of my favorite interviews. He's a media member's dream because he's, he just always gives a great interview. You've worked with some great coaches, not just from a broadcasting standpoint, from being able to cover these coaches' standpoint as well? Uh, Justin, you know, you think about that. It goes back, like I mentioned earlier, with, with Ed Schilling. Uh, I have got, they all treated me very well. I don't have a bad word to say about them. You know, you can look at their record, and that, you know, speaks about how successful or not as successful they wanted to be. But uh, Ed was always very gracious to me. I think at the time, just looking back on it right now, maybe if he had a little more experience, he would have had a little more success. But, of course, that led us to... Uh, Paul being Cardi, uh, I don't think it was fair for Paul what happened with him at Ohio State with Jim O'Brien. I think that cast a shadow over what kind of career he could have had at Wright State uh, because that first year he had to do a lot of changeover with personnel. Mm-hmm. He is the one who brought in Deshaun Wood, the second all-time leading scorer at Wright State. And it was just it's, just, it's just unfortunate that he didn't get that opportunity because of that shadow that was cast over him, and he had to leave after three years. But then again, it brought in another coach, Brad Brownell. Brad Brownell used to see the success that he has had in his first year. He was able to go to the NCAA tournament. He was here four years. And then, of course, Billy Donlin, who, you're right, he is a walking soundbite. And uh, I, I have to say this, he's still a very close friend of mine as he now continues his coaching career as the head coach of uh, Kansas City. Absolutely. Now, one thing you know that leads us to Scott Nagy now and what he's done uh, in his short window of time. You know, with the Wright State Raiders, it's unbelievable. He's looking to be the first coach in the his- history of the program to take Wright State to the NCAA tournament twice, or at least more than once at this point. And he seems like, I mean, if you look at the trajectory of the coaches from one coach to the other, he just seems to be, he's a combination of all previous coaches and he's doing it his way and he's doing a fantastic job right now with this club. Justin, you hit the nail on the head. He does it his way. He also has a coaching staff that's uh, very cohesive. They've been with him ever since he came here to Wright State. He's got everybody there, and that is very, very important. That's something he talks about, you know, all the time. But the thing about him is uh, he's so transparent, especially with his student-athletes. You know, he doesn't promise them anything. Everybody has to earn what they get. And he he really develops that team atmosphere. Now, he can, too, I think – evolve into what players that he has on his team he's not willing to he's not one of those guys that says my way or the highway in respect to how they're going to play he gets a lot of input from his assistant coaches you know he sees what type of players that he has out there but i think what really makes him so successful is how transparent he is and how easy it is to talk with him and he will give you a straight answer not to mention his basketball iq is you know off the charts you know, because uh, look what he has done. Just look at his record at South Dakota State and what he's accomplished here at Rice State. Nothing but respect for this man. He is an intense competitor, Justin. You look at it from the outside, you can see him on the sidelines a few times. He doesn't rant and rave. He doesn't cuss in practice, but he gets his point across. And uh, he just looks like, you know, he's calm and cool at times, but he's not. He is a very intense competitor, and he really holds it in well. And I think that's something, a characteristic of a good leader, a great leader, and you can see that with his record that he had here and also with the Jackrabbits. Yeah, and look, we've seen how important coaching is really at any level of any sport, but the Horizon League, when you look at the top teams in the Horizon League year-to-year, there's no secret about it. It all comes down to coaching. When you look at the top teams and programs in the Horizon League year in and year out, 
there's always a great coach behind it. There's no secret to it. And the Horizon Link has a lot of solid coaches there. I think, you know, Northern Kentucky did a fantastic job in the transition from losing John Brandon to Cincinnati, bringing in Darren Horn. He's done a good job of picking up the pieces and running with it here this season. We've seen what Coach Nagy's doing. Tomorrow night, of course, one of my favorite coaches with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, you know, Greg Campy, going to be going up against Scott Nagy and Wright State on ESPNU. Great coaches galore across the Horizon League. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, Greg Campy has been there like forever. I think Jim Beheim and Mike Krzyzewski are two coaches who have been at their, uh, their current school longer than uh, Campy has been up at Oakland. Uh, and he's gone through a lot of changes, too. He's not unlike many of the coaches in the Horizon League over the past few years with that uh, graduate transfer rule where guys can leave on their fifth year and go play, you know, that next year. They really were hurt by that a couple of years ago. But he never makes an excuse. Uh, He always has his teams ready to play. And he's very brutally honest, you know, either talking about his own team or about the opposition. And when any time you go up to the O Arena up in Oakland, you know, Anytime you go on the road, uh, Justin, it's a very difficult uh, environment. But that one is one of the toughest, along with northern Kentucky. Uh, at least that's, that's my experience over the past few years. It's a small arena, and they fill it up usually when Wright City comes to play. It gets loud, and you have to really, really continue to focus if you're an opponent on that floor going up against any Oakland team that he puts out there. Yeah, and I, right now, too, kind of right as Horizon League plays getting tipped off, I, I try not to look at records right now because when you look at mid-major basketball and you look at what mid-majors have to do during the non-conference to prep themselves for Horizon League play, there is a business side of things too when you're playing a lot of these upper power five schools, you know, when we know the business side of things, but they're playing every team is playing a different competitive level schedule. So I don't really look at records. Oakland's one of those where I look at and say okay, they've played Syracuse, they've played Michigan State, uh they've played Maryland, they've played three of the top teams in the country. Syracuse may not be top 25, but you're still playing at Syracuse. So you look at that 6-8 and eight record, and if you take those three games off their schedule and substitute them with the regular max schedule, maybe they're sitting here at you know 9-5 and five right now and right there at the top with the, uh, the Horizon League with Wright State. So I try to throw records out the window, but this is a very good athletic and solid-sized Oakland team. Wright State and Oakland is going to be a fun one tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, I agree. And not only that, what you said about playing these other teams early on, it's also you know getting your personnel what you understand, who are you going to be your top seven or eight players that come in and off the bench, different combinations. And if you have to play against a power five school, yeah, it's going to be difficult. But now once you get into league season, the intensity, as you saw, the games with Milwaukee and Green Bay uh, this past week for Wright State, very intense. The intensity level, I mean, skyrockets. And especially when you go on the road, this is going to be a great test you know, for Wright State to go up against this Oakland team that you better be careful. If you're not ready to play, they could beat you uh, coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, you mentioned the intensity of conference play already. I tell you, that's why I said throw records out. Green Bay, uh, that's a team to look out for uh, throughout the season. I know a lot of eyes are on Northern Kentucky, Wright State, Oakland's up there, Youngstown State's having a solid start. But Green Bay, they're well coached. They have athletes all over the place, and they like to play that in-your-face defense. I was very impressed with them. They just took it to Northern Kentucky last weekend as well. Justin, I agree with you 100%. I left the arena after that game uh, last Saturday. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, you looked at the numbers and Green Bay's defense was horrible. But I thought to myself, who did they play? All right, they played a lot of tough teams. But I looked at them that night. You're right. The best way to describe it, in-your-face defense. I think they had something to prove. And that's something Wright State, who is the you know, prohibitive favorite to win the league this year, every game they play, not only on the road but also at home, they're going to get that opponent's best shot. And we saw that with Milwaukee and Green Bay. We're going to see it tomorrow against Oakland. It's going to be interesting to see how the Raiders respond to that, but I totally agree with you. I was really impressed. And Link Darter, you talk about coaches in the league. 
He's another very, very good coach. He had his team ready to play. And i got to say this about Milwaukee. Pat Baldwin, I respect him. I really respect him and what he has done with Milwaukee. I know they haven't won in 14 straight games in the Horizon League, but I think that's going to change. You're going to see that team come around because I saw two extremely quick guards. I saw some, uh, some very athletic individuals who are also – um, who were also playing on the front line for them the other night. And I think that uh, I think they'll have at least a 500 or better season this year. Chris, when you look at this Wright State team, you talked about the projected number one team coming into the year. They bring a ton of returning pieces back, and Coach Nagy's done about as good a job as any coach out there of you know dealing with transfers and dealing with players coming in and out. But what's really helped him is this main core that really starts with their point guard and Cole Gentry and obviously the big man in Loud and Love, and then you plug in Bill Wampler and others around him. But the main core has been that great point guard play and leadership from obviously, as we talked about, the point guard and the, the center position with Loud and Love. With this being said, you've done this a long time. I know results matter, full season results matter, but is this the most complete Wright State team that you've seen in your time here? Yeah, I think complete and also the most versatile. I mean, uh, you're going to see a different guy score points tonight, be the leading scorer, and uh, Coach Nagy said that before the season. He expected that, and we have seen that. Now, I want to mention this at the top. I think if he's not the most valuable player, he's right there, and that's Jalen Hall. You didn't mention what he's done. He's sacrificed a lot offensively to be able to look at the number of assists he's already turned in this year. He leads the team in total assists. He does have some turnovers, continues to work on that. But the defense that he has played, he's been plugged into a spot where Mark Hughes was one of the best defenders in the Horizon League over the last two or three years. And Jalen Hall has now taken on that responsibility. And, Justin, I don't have to tell you how important that is. You have to put him on the other team's best score, and he has to be able to neutralize him to be able to allow your team to score more points than the opponent. That's a great point. You know, with Hall, too, the freshman year that he had, he played a huge role in, in leading, help leading that team to the NCAA tournament as a freshman. It was unfortunate last year as a sophomore, you know, having that season-ending injury to start. But you're right. It's been a tough road to get back. He, you know, it took him a while in the offseason that he re-injured himself again before, but for him to get back in the shape that he's currently in now and accepting that new role, you're right. Uh, he's another key component into the Raiders' success this year. Absolutely. And uh, his, his free-throw shooting is getting a lot better. His Look at his three-point percentage right now. It's over 40%. I mean, he's one of the better uh, proficient three-point shooters on this team that features four or five guys who can put it in at a 40% rate. All right, Chris Collins, voice of the Wright State Raiders. We're going to send you out with this, Chris. You've called so many great games with this team. You've been a part of some really great teams. You've worked with some really great coaches, uh, you know, multiple times to the NCAA tournament. You've called the 2007 NCAA tournament game, obviously, in, in 2018 as well. How about the Michigan State game at the Nutter Center? What is your favorite game? If you had to circle just one game that you can look back at and say, that that's the my favorite game I've called in my career, which one is it? You know, Justin, that's always a difficult answer somebody who's had the opportunity to be with a team and has had the opportunity to call some championship games and get into the NCAA tournament. But for me, it would have been 2007, the Horizon League championship game when Wright State knocked off Butler. I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to be there or not, but that place was electric that night. They had an opportunity to beat a very good basketball team and a great program in Butler to get to the NCAA tournament. And just getting there, it just reminded me, they had a chance if they had knocked off Youngstown State in the final regular season game, but they lost. But we found out on the bus ride home that Loyola upset Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse <laughs> to give it a co-championship, and Wright State was able with the tiebreaker to host. And that was very important. But that game, Wright State got off to a tough start. 10-2, to they were down, but Deshaun Wood put on one of the most, uh, 
unbelievable individual performances in that game. He refused to lose, and his team was right along with him. And they came back and won that game by five, and they went to the NCAA tournament. I forgot about it's not that I forgot about those Butler games. I just right away, you know, you start gravitating towards NCAA tournament games or the Michigan State game, but you forget about those Horizon League tournament games uh, and how much you know how you know that's so crucial to even getting to the NCAA tournament. You know, and it's funny you bring up Wright State hosting those. I have so many great memories of the great home atmospheres of these teams when they hosted them. But another great transition for the Horizon League has been, of course, the host sites for the Horizon League men and women's basketball tournament at the end of the season. This year will be in Indianapolis. I love the run with Motor City Madness in Detroit, and I'm really excited about what's coming up to end the season in Indianapolis. Well, I, I agree with you. I really enjoyed that time up at Little Caesars Arena. The people up there, I thought they were so hospitable, did a great job, and, and I'm a believer. I really like the postseason tournament on a neutral site, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes in Indianapolis this year at the Fairgrounds Coliseum, uh, the home of IUPUI. And, uh, you know, the great thing about it for Raider fans, if Wright State's fortunate enough, to get there, the semifinals and the finals over there, uh, you know, it's only an hour and a half drive. So there should be a lot of people there making a lot of noise for this team to get back into the NCAA tournament. All right, well, good stuff. Chris Collins, longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, awesome enough to join us here. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and Happy New Year. Justin, thank you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. All right, excellent stuff there. Chris Collins, the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, joining us here on Reach the Horizon, his visit being brought to you by Zervita. Chris joined us again to preview tomorrow night's big matchup between the Wright State Raiders and the Golden Grizzlies, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, that'll be uh, on ESPNU, and I'm looking forward to that matchup, as I'm sure a lot of you are around the Horizon League. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off on ESPNU. Some other big games around men's basketball for the Horizon League. The UIC Flames going up against that scrappy Green Bay Phoenix club that we just talked about with Chris. Again, look out for the Phoenix. I've seen them play up close and personal just this past weekend. They're well-coached. They have a lot of athletes all over the place. They're a good basketball team. Uh, you're going to have to look out for them throughout the season. Northern Kentucky and Detroit. Northern Kentucky reeling after that tough loss just last weekend. They'll look to get back in the win column, but they're going to have to do it on the road. They lost at home last week uh, against Green Bay. Right now they're going to have their hands full with the Detroit team that's looking to kick off Horizon League play with the bang. They're looking to get a huge marquee win to spark some momentum. Northern Kentucky is just the kind of team that they're looking for. We'll see what comes out of that matchup. Again, that's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on ESPN3. IUPUI and Milwaukee going head-to-head. Only one game on Saturday at 3 p.m. tip-off. That's Youngstown State on the road at Cleveland State. And then Sunday we'll wrap up the men's basketball for the weekend. Wright State at Detroit, UIC at Milwaukee, IUPUI at Green Bay. And then you'll have Northern Kentucky and Oakland. So this is always that weird weekend when you have, because Northern Kentucky and Wright State being travel partners as they are, and it's interesting because that's always the, one of the toughest stretches I think for any teams coming this way. So if any, you know, if you're playing Wright State or Green, uh, Wright State or Northern Kentucky in the same weekend, it's tough when you're playing them there. But any weekend that you have Wright State coming in and Northern Kentucky, that's always one of the tougher weekends for any teams out there. And this is that weekend for Detroit and Oakland. Uh, but it's providing us with a couple huge marquee matchups again: Northern Kentucky and Oakland on Saturday or on Sunday, and tomorrow night 
Oakland will welcome in Wright State on ESPNU. As far as the women are concerned, these games will be tonight on Thursday night. Again, uh, January 2nd, that's when we're releasing this podcast because of the new year. Usually we release on a Wednesday. We're releasing this on a Thursday. So here's the slate of games for the women's side. Cleveland State will be at Wright State. I'll have that game on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. In fact, I'll have former Wright State Raider Courtney Boyd with me uh, doing the game tonight. Uh, Youngstown State at Northern Kentucky. Oakland at IUPUI and Detroit at UIC. Again, that's right. That's uh, Horizon League women's basketball uh, for tonight's games. As far as Saturday is concerned, a lot of afternoon games. Youngstown State at Wright State, Milwaukee at Green Bay, Cleveland State at Northern Kentucky, Detroit at IUPUI, and Oakland at UIC. Right now, we came into the year, uh, as far as the women are concerned, Wright State and Green Bay were the preseason number ones, and it's kind of shocking when you look at the, the way the standings are, are kind of sitting right now. Wright State is 6-7 and seven on the year, Green Bay 6-8. and eight. They're kind of hovering right there in the middle of the Horizon League right now. Now, again, I know that all that matters is the conference record, uh, but Wright State, you know, they lost to Milwaukee, but then they turned right back around and beat a really good Green Bay team. So Wright State's already won up on Green Bay, but there's still a lot of good teams ahead of them. How about Cleveland State, the start to the season that they have had? 11-2 and two on the year. You have Oakland, who's 1-0 and in Horizon League play. Youngstown State, 9-4 and four overall. They're 2-0 and sitting at the top of the conference. This is a big night of bas- this is a big weekend of basketball for a lot of teams. We're still not at that separation point yet, but again, you don't want to be dropping games early in conference play. Green Bay uh looking to get a huge win coming up heading into this weekend, especially after going down at the hands of Wright State earlier this week. Just a reminder that while you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit horizonleague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. Also, as we're getting closer and closer to the men and women's Horizon League Basketball Championships, make sure that you are using the code HLPODCAST at checkout so that you can save $5 per ticket uh, whenever you're buying tickets for the men and women's Horizon League Basketball Championships. Again, you'll save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. You can do so by going to horizonleague.com and use that HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. Chris Collins, I thank you, the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, for joining us here today on Reach the Horizon. That wraps it up for this episode. We'll be right back at it again next week. Give us a follow on social media. We'll preview our guests coming up on the podcast as well. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Happy New Year, everyone.